What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the DeQuisto Series podcast. Today, we are talking about hunting on limited time. The weekend warrior strategy, if you will. A lot of hunters out there are forced to take vacation, have jobs, have tons of obligations. And, you know, hunting is something that you got to fit in where you can. So today we're going to tackle tips, tactics, techniques on how to optimize your time in the timber. There you have it. That is really getting jacked up. With this being said, how should we kick this off? What would you say is the most important part to focus on with limited time? Probably anticipating the time of year or season that you're hunting so you can at least have some uh, uh, preconceived game plan of what you're going to hit um, head, head in for the weekend. I mean, with that being said, if you're a guy who has to choose, let's say um, maybe you got a, a couple weeks or a week maybe, let's say you got a week of vacation, so you're first saying you want to identify your prime or the yeah. best time of the year. So how do you go about? Okay, I think that. So you're giving you're giving me a week. That's a lot of time. Let's let's go back, back to the eighties, nineties, two thousand. Let's say you only got a weekend, so you're running up there for two days. It's really tough to get onto something and stay on something with that short time. Uh, and I think that's what the uh, uh, person's question was more about: is how would you go about? Um, so this is an actual question that that you got yeah because a lot of guys do a lot of guys hunt the weekends i hunted the weekends for for years and it's frustrating and you know how frustrating it is you'll uh you'll go up there for three four days or a three-day weekend and you just finally get a lead on a, a good one you start moving in on them and all of a sudden you got to go home you know so then you go home come back a week later and things have changed up now you got to play catch up now, again with them you know now this is also you know this is speculating that a guy has every weekend free. I find that nowadays more than any with families and all that stuff, you get guys having to, they get like that one week of free time mm -hmm. to whereas, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, back when I was working on the docks, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was it. You know, yeah. even, you know, and Friday was usually a travel day. So you're getting two days. And um, so maybe we go about it two different ways. If you're hunting somewhere close and you can, you can bug out every weekend. So, what did you mean by identifying the time then? Well, so if it's an early season hunt or if it's um, getting more into the rut, um, you can anticipate, um, you know, deer moving maybe all day or midday. Now with people knowing about uh, weather patterns and the moon, you could you could have that into your scenario where years ago you really didn't. Um, technology, um, cameras, probably utilize them a little better. Uh, one of the biggest... Um, things I think a guy could do. So I hunted a lot of field edges and a lot of big clear cuts in the years past, and that was a predominantly why I did that. I could jump on a stand, get up there, you know, Saturday, uh, your first evening sit, and I could watch literally a 40-acre field that had multiple different groups of animals coming out in different corners, and then I could see a lot and then react to that quickly. Where if you were deep in the timber on a trail, you're kind of in that bubble and you're just not seeing enough going on, you know? Yeah, that, that kind of goes back to the observation sits that we were talking about yes. and, the, and the knowledge that you get so quickly. Um, so, you know, and I, I, I think back I think back to when I was 
when I was heading out of town six hours for the weekends, um, I was lucky enough and at that job to have Fridays off. So I would leave after Thursday, but I would always get there almost like I, I would only get an hour before dark. And that hour was about either road glassing, getting there with the, you know, and parking in a spot that I could see a bunch of open fields or hopping on a stand, like you said, like on a field edge to where I could not even in the game really, but getting just that little bit more intel for the upcoming two days. So we had a four hour ride up to our spot so we could get up there, leave early. uh, And we had spots that we actually could hunt halfway up. So we'd have a couple hour drive. We could have, hour and a half on post and then head up the rest of the way so utilize it as much as you could but um again we're all all victim to it you know yeah so would you say just to capitalize on that that time in the woods just to get an extra hour hunt yeah just to hmm. but you well yeah i guess you wouldn't be able to get up there in time to really do anything that that evening anyway if you were burning again you know that back then it was uh You'd want to harvest a doe, or it didn't matter what size bucks and stuff. So we were just basically hunting. Um, probably one of the quickest hunts I had was running out to a stand with very little amount of time, shimming up into the tree and shooting a deer within about ten minutes of being on there. You know, but um, but let's get back to that. Um, how could you? And it and it does in a week. A week could be a lifetime. You got it all figured out. You, you know, the deer's coming out in this corner or whatever the deal is, and a whole week goes by and. I mean, for Pete's sake, somebody could have shot the deer in between that. Um, uh, you know, something kicked in, maybe um, a the, bad, bad moon phase. There's nothing there's been, moving. No, there's been plenty of times that I've been hunting a deer and had to leave, and somebody shoots it like that. That happens a lot, yeah. and it's yeah, it, it sucks. So let's just let's talk some techniques then, maybe. Um, so we talked about jumping on a stand with more of an observation set. Um, but now with cameras and technology, I would not go set a bunch of cameras and then go running all over um, to check most of them. But what you could do is you could set these cameras on uh, a field edge with that plot watcher mode, and basically then you you could grab that card in like an area that you know you're going to start out with. Uh, while you're on post, and you can literally see a week's worth of what you're getting one night in. So, uh, you know, with technology, there's some things you could do also. Um yeah, everybody gravitates with the cameras to go and litter them out. And so many guys I see screw up the piece when they get there because then yeah. they're just, they're constantly doing the loop, checking the cameras as they're hunting. And then they're just putting more pressure, taking more time instead of scouting, which I mean, or actually looking for sign, then they're just checking cameras. So right. more of observation cameras, you're saying, like, like set far back, you're not going to, mess up anything you can check them easy and you can more importantly you mentioned time lapse which this is not just setting a camera on a field like this is showing you everything everything that comes to that field in two minute intervals so you basically get a video of a whole week's worth of uh uh time very very valuable uh i wish we had them back then we you know we didn't but that's an important thing to note too just because when you think cameras you think setting them on a trail or a scrape or you know a, a pinch or something backing up and even even setting them let's say you got a, a 40 acre field even setting them across the entire field to where you're not really even seeing like let's say you, you might have to zoom in real far and you might have a blurry rack and just be able to make out it's a buck but you'll get a huge 
amount of value. Whole, yeah, you're, you're seeing all the movement of just the deer in general at all angles of the field. So, and sometimes in the clear cuts too in the woods, it, you'd be yeah. surprised how much you get a camera up high, and just covering just whatever vision you can see, you're going to see. Because uh, yeah, because you don't have to set these. Don't there is no uh, trigger range because mm-hmm. it's it's literally taking pictures all day, and um, now, yeah. Let's talk about the obvious one. Obviously, cell cameras. Now, if yeah. you got a bunch of cell cameras you left behind, <laughs> yeah, you're pretty yeah. much well, watching then, every. <laughs> this episode is not for you because right. then you got all the information you need to know. You just dive right in where yeah. where it starts to happen. And, you know? and even honestly, the um, the camera, the, even the camera thing is another very beneficial. You know, I know a lot of guys who will buy the cheap cameras or whatever and just set a couple out in case they get s- snagged. But even that is jumping you up a a whole nother level um, in just getting somewhere and having yeah. some sort of intel. So, you know, maybe even stepping back from that, um, let's say you're just, you're heading out to, uh, well, a, a piece with no intel. You know, I, I, I really think. Do you, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> so I've known a few guys. There's some guys that are literally masters of that going in, in an, a, a weekend trip just, seem to tie into it you know i'm not i'm more of a uh hunch you down until the end and and stay on the type of deer and relentless so time is my uh one of my best um oh best advantages for me to to stay on it because i could i can work them back keep on them and and do a lot more effective with that uh that's what i think is the biggest biggest advantage of hunters is having the time oh 100 percent the time is so crucial because if you're that, especially if you're limited, that means whenever you can get that time, you got to take advantage of it. Like, so if you start skipping mornings or, or, you know, yeah, it's a no, no. Y- yeah, you, you gotta like prioritize and hit that. And, um, actually Jake, uh, mentioned that. So he must've been at the house, um, and was talking to Anna for, it was just like picking her brain and asking her something about, well, how many, well, how many days a week does Cody hunt or something like that? Or, or, or like, or like, what about like, you know, Cody and Andre, how many, how many times are they out there a week? And even if there's other shit and if it's, it's, it's out there for 30 minutes or you're busy doing this and, or even if Cody's working, he, he comes back, like he's always hitting that. He's always there or they're always out there. And, and I think that clicked to his head and, you know, just, but that that's the epitome of not a weekend warrior. We're yeah, lucky yeah. enough to be able to hunt but, every day of the week, you know. And, but with that being said, that's where it comes down to so many guys that, that only have a weekend. Right. I talked to them, and they're like, well, you know, I, I got busy, so I didn't. I was like, well, could you have made it out for an hour? And they don't, you know. So yeah. even if you're close by and you can get into the, into the timber for any time or over to an area of glass, like all that information is valuable. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think so anticipating the seasons, right? Uh, or the times of the rut, anticipating maybe some weather patterns. Uh, you know, you hear it's going to be a good, uh, cold front hitting this weekend that, uh, you know, you, you want to take advantage of that. Or if it's, um, moon phases, you want to, you know, you're going to, you're going to know you're going to concentrate more on some midday, uh, stuff for me, you'd think going in and getting a stand and just spending time during the ruts, probably a, a good game plan. But I still think it's very important to see what's happening real quick on these observation type stands and then get in and still scout after your morning sit uh, and stay on fresh sign for the 
what do you got, four four sits? You might have five sits in a weekend. Uh, and, hey, I've been in that. Trust me, I've been, I was ready to quit some jobs because I was on a good one, and I just did not want to come, you know, go back to work. But uh, a lot of guys have just stuck with it. So I really think this comes down to to scouting as the main bullet point for me because I just think that when you are so limited on time, you can't be trying to wait things out. So a lot of these guys will be putting in six-hour sits just to be in the stand, and it's early. Maybe the rut's not going on, but I, I think the more time you can spend figuring things out, the better because you're ultimately going to be closer versus just waiting or sitting around. Um, there was a post that a guy, uh, I think it was his second year hunting, kind of put on his scenario and asked what he was like doing wrong. And I just read the post and I thought, man, if you're doing, you're doing everything right. And I just looked at what he said and I, you just, you don't have the time. Guy gets it in a day, day and a half sit. Uh, there's a lot of deer on the property. He's getting good pictures of deer. He's in the game. And if you end up with a day and a half sit and they're not moving, they're not moving. You just, you know, that's you just, you just were dealt well, a bad hand, you know? And that's the thing. Some people, some people chalk, um, not seeing deer or not killing a deer up to, well, I got to change what I'm doing. And, and sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes no. you, you just missed it or, or it's happening, you know, at night or, you know, that, it, yeah, that doesn't mean you need to completely uproot your strategy, but how many times you hunt in your, in the, your target bucks within, you know, 50 yards, you never gets up, never moves, never does anything. And you just, you are in the game, but things just didn't work out, you know? Uh, so what if you're hunting? specific bucks that's really hard i keep going back to thinking on this if i was just like it was years ago just wanting to get in the woods and get on a deer and kill some deer that's a whole easier thing to do i think than what a lot of guys are and there's well, a lot of guys doing that now picking I, specific deer waiting for big ones you know I, I would think the majority of people though in general I don't think that matters because even the ones that are that have a, their eye on a certain deer, if they can be proactive and get themselves in front of a good one, they're not going to wait for that one. I mean, you know, why would they? Um, I just think that's the general population out there, and, and it's more so about effectively, especially a weekend warrior. Like, you know, a guy that's only got a day and a half to hunt every week, I mean, hats off to you if you're that, that dedicated, but to pass up a really good buck that might be – just as good as your best buck or, or even bigger than your best buck just because you got your eye on one i mean you know we had a guy on the same piece that we were on we were the weekend warriors because we were saturday sunday hunters uh he had a job that he had to work on the weekend and put him midweek hunting more of us were hunting that property on that weekend and he was the only one that was getting on the weekdays he killed consistently bigger bucks than us every year and the guy would go and he would sit a lot of midday sits and was capitalizing on um you know things probably calmed down um deer started moving uh, and he was getting it done you know so i guess pressure is going to be a part of it too if you got other hunters or if it's a private ground or but or the thing is a year anymore you know you know the thing is even even thinking about before you know years ago being in that situation um, and even now, sometimes with all the things that are going on, although 
I, I can think about myself personally. Although I spend a lot of time in the woods, it's not. It, it it's so robbed by all the things that are going on, on on the on the back burner, and you're constantly rushing out to do a project or jetting the town or. It's not like we're not talking uninterrupted, like oh, you got three months to just kick back and just go hunt. It's so some so sometimes I find myself even kind of, you know, back then at least it was three days where you could you could shut shit off and you were you were gone. And, yeah, if you're and out it was, on yeah, a trip somewhere, but if you're well, right at the home farm, that's, yeah, a, that's I, I know what you're saying there. That's what I'm getting at. So I, I've been thinking through this podcast of like, okay, if somebody asked me, what would you do differently if you only had three days a week two days a week to hunt than what you have right now and what how would you answer that i would hunt uh definitely longer sits longer sits oh for sure i'm, I'm yeah, an yeah. hour and a half two hours sit in the morning a little bit in the evening i mean how many times have i had trucks come and deliver here now i'm sitting on an observation post at prime time and i got a call and i got to get it down and i got to go do some work when you're out somewhere else you get that whole whole day to hunt and you're scouting, and you're engaged, and you get way more done than you do if you're just diving out and jumping on, you know, a post or something. So, um, I would still say scouting is a big, big thing. And then, uh, uh, like I said, open—I think more open training, so you can see a little bit more. You're, scouting and hunting, combination-wise, your observation sits are probably the most beneficial. I would really not change much about the way. Because I, I, I literally do feel like I'm always strapped, even though I never feel like there's there's ample time. But the observation thing is where I think I would. A lot of these times I'm diving into thick, very thick spots, and and I and I I have that luxury of thinking like, okay, well, if I don't see something today, that's fine, because I do, you know, I can I can pop back out here tomorrow or something. Where I would probably lean a little bit more toward the informative sits. Um, which would be, you know, stepping back a little bit, which I don't like as much. But if you look at the time per sit ratio, you're going to get a lot more information on that. But, but yeah, starting with those. What um, would you think would be a minimum time? How many days to make it a uh, – so maybe you don't hunt this weekend or you don't take one day off on a Friday. Maybe you save up your vacation time and you're going to go for – that's why so many guys are probably rut hunters. They – Get the most action, most deer moving. Well, yeah, of course. And they take the most days off they can. Um, I was just so fa fanatical. I'd be there opening day right on through to the last day of the season, so I'd always have to hunt every weekend for sure and any other time I could. So, um, so what, what were you asking? Uh, what What would you think would be the minimum um, trip you'd go? Is, is five days so enough. here's well here's how many the, guys have shot their deer on their last, <laughs> last yeah you know? know well that's the thing it goes both ways because one thing i think you have to remember is that it can happen in a fucking second like i mean it, it really can't there's been times where i was sitting you know in the in the driveway stuff loaded you know i'm hunting one state and just like man you know i just don't know what i should do i don't know if i should burn up the drive time whatever and then i make the call Something in in my head clicks. And I'm like, you know what? Just just go for it. Like anything can happen in two days, and I book it down. I book it across, you know, and and have this vision of what's going to happen. And I end up killing that day, next day. Like that's happened to me many times. So I know it can happen. So utilizing as much time as you can, I think if you got a day and you can make it happen, like a lot can happen in a day. Right. You can also, 
that's where I talk about all like, you know, you, you build all that information, even though you might not be back there till the next week. And that information might not be as good, but it is still information on that season. Um, well, that's where it comes in to those spots that you've hunted for years. Um, you know, we had spots up in that Nicolay that I don't know how many years in a row we hunted it. We, we kind of knew where deer were moving through pretty consistently. And, you know, you weren't going in just blind, um, for that two days, you were you well, had a pretty good idea of where to start. And that's where I think you need to, that's where I think scouting is the biggest aspect because especially if you're going to a spot that you've never been to, like when I went to Ohio uh, last year, I, I only was down there for, I only had, I ended up getting called home, um, but I was only down there for three days. Oh, that's so in nice. unknown state, now you're trying to narrow down all the ground in that state to find your spot. Then once you find your spot, you're trying to scout that and get yourself in a position to kill inside of three days. Like that's a tough nut to crack. That's so, a true weekend warrior. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I ended up actually I got a three day trip and then a four day trip and I spent a total of seven days there. I'm ha- very happy with the way it worked out and I was able to not only get on deer, pass up a couple deer I was able to find good spots that I know that I could go to now and be in the game and also um, just find key pro- uh, key pieces of ground in in the state. So like there's a lot of homework there. I think the more the more of that stuff you can do beforehand, like even if uh, yeah, obviously. if you can get out for you know a day or something or, or you know out of season and narrow down those areas like t- for me the biggest thing on those big state those big pieces of state ground was where can I park my damn truck and where can I go walk in from? Because everything is so confusing and, and where's the easement? Where does it stop out of the, the three days? Um, I think I actually had two sits, only two, but I seen bucks in both those sits, seen deer in both those, sits. you know, like, so, but it was, it, that, that was the, that was the tough part. It was, was getting where you needed to be and finding out where you needed to be. And I was finding a lot of sign that was actually intriguing for a couple of weeks prior to that. You know, like wish, it was. I wish I'd have been here last yeah, week. Yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff, which is just the game you play with that kind yeah. of stuff. But or I wish I could be here next week. Well, and that's the thing. So even that, so that first three day trip, even though I only got like two sits in, when I came back for four days, I was able to hunt three times that amount. And had way more success, and I was uh, I was in the game right off the bat. But like you said, because I took all that time, it made scouting a priority. Yep. And that wasn't an area where I could really sit and observe, so I had to just walk. Like, in, I mean, I think I was putting on, I don't know, like. That's where I think this this type of year scouting is valuable, guys. If you're planning on going to some, you public, mean late season here? Yeah, like well, like now you're gonna you're gonna go look for sheds. You're gonna you could go to some piece that you're planning on next year and really learn the terrain you gotta learn what the deer are doing yeah uh, you're gonna see what they did this year uh, by some trails but you could cover it and geographically cover it and learn it so now you're not completely uh early season foliage diving in and um you know just shooting buckshot in, a, in a, an open field you know yeah even walking and just having that recollection of how everything lays out and like you said that the terrain and, and the features and, and access and man that access is huge too um you know finding shortcuts into those spots uh, you know, there was numerous times where i was walking so far and then 
finally and then realized that if I parked off of this interstate, I could squeeze through here and get to that spot quicker because time is the enemy on those big pieces. Uh, you know, it was taking me hours to get to some of these spots just yeah, because these logging roads are closed down. And that, th that was the worst thing. Um, but that's also, you know, I wouldn't have found those those quicker ways had I not been scouting and moving. And and um, and, and when I found good spots, I, I popped up there. But I was like you said. I was I wasn't hunting more hours, but I was spending the entire day in the timber right there, and I was honestly, even though I wasn't in a tree, I was in the game at the entire time because I was just scouting, walking, hunting, scouting, walking, hunting. You know, um, so so but, I would say, uh, short of uh, utilizing that technology of cameras and stuff, it's we've all been in the boat. There's guys going to be in that boat this year, um, and there's really not a a big. Uh, silver bullet on on how to attack that situation but get in uh do it don't definitely don't sleep in a day or a morning or whatever you're gonna do just uh, hunt 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 as much as you can yeah yeah stay consistent um don't get discouraged don't skip out on hunts utilize technology if you can um uh, you know and, and that's even too it let's say your main hunting pieces are a little farther away that you can't get to very often maybe it's just once a month um you know maybe there's a small piece you can you can get on in the meantime because not only are those that might be a different property but that's going to hone those skills too for for hopping out there quick getting you know and and that's honestly you know a, a segue your gear is very important in that aspect like you know to have something that you can very quickly get out with and you know be able to move with and and if you asked a guy who was hunting weekends who wasn't really adapting the mobile style i would think they were light years behind what you'd be having to stand on your back and ready to ready to rock you know so if you're if you're married to those spots and you have you're only hunting permanent sets on pieces far away you're just you're fighting a losing battle you gotta be you gotta be constantly seeing what's going on having the gear to move and you know stay fluid in that sense i would say any stories that you got that uh you can recall where you were getting close and you had a you had a bail i gotta go in but i don't know if i should say it <laughs> so anyhow uh the day of a funeral it's gonna be a pallbearer uh, your mom just, be, I told her I was getting out in the morning. I'll be back in time. No worry. And, you know, I dove in and lo and behold, here's a Boone and Crockett shagging a doe coming up a hedgerow and just taking their good loving time doing it. Um, I literally, you know, I don't know what I would have done, <laughs> but I, I, was, I almost had it in my head. I'm not getting out of the stand. This thing's coming this way. I'm going to get my crack. Uh, literally watching the time, just sweat bullets like, man, you know, you do, I do not want to get out of this stand. Um, the thing finally came in. I got a shot on him. I got an arrow in that thing. I dove out of that tree and literally ran as fast as I could, got to the vehicle, sped across town. I had my uh, suit and all that stuff in the car and just made it in the nick of time. <laughs> so you, so you and, went, if, and if I'd have been any later, I think I'd have been divorced right now. So, 
Well, that worked out good. Actually. That, that was that was close. Um, um, hmm. Well, I I know sometimes I heard on a bitching a lot that you were supposed to be home a day ago and <laughs> you weren't there. Well, so yeah. there must be some stories, but no, uh, everybody's got them. Yeah, there's. Um, I almost bailed out of a Shields meeting this year. I never understood the hunting, the whole hunting industry game, and I feel like I deal with more bullshit now being in the hunting industry and all the stuff that they put during season, in season, sales meetings, ATA. I think that one year, I remember the XOP crew was leaving on Wednesday. You know, this is, ATA always cuts into our last week of hunting, and we were both hunting like crazy that, that entire week up to season, and I remember, you know, that was the year um, I was chasing around Mr. Clean with the drop time oh, yeah. and just thinking to myself, like, getting so close and then watching the days get closer to Wednesday and um, even contemplating bailing on ATA and just not even going or meeting him down there, just anything to get me one more day. I ended up shooting that deer Tuesday evening. So it was it was like down the wire. I wasn't even going to get to hunt Wednesday morning, but it was just enough time to, you know, recover, uh, you know, butcher him out cape it you know and then literally okay. hopped in the the truck bloody i was hunting that buck also <laughs> and i had a game plan that if you didn't tie into him i was gonna yeah. go sick yeah well stay, here's, stay hunt for the week while you were well, here's the thing so. i'm always the one schlepping out there to set up the booths and all that and and you know everybody else has got two more days to but hunt you've snuffed my plans yeah um, the but that was that was definitely down to a wire but man you get in those situations and it's yeah you get a deer at a caliber like that man it makes you do some crazy things so um, I don't know if we answered anybody's questions about anything, but um, uh, I think for me it would be trying to get as much intel from. So you're getting a little hunting, but you're also getting intel from the spots that you're you're hunting is um, uh, not a complete observation stand, a semi observation type setups when you're. And you can find those back in the woods too. You know the areas that are enjoyable to hunt where you can see a long way is a lot of area. Um, don't get yourself caught in a little bubble where you're um, you're not learning anything from where you're at hunting. So, I think it's more important when you're hunting on limited time to always have a clean slate. Yeah, you, use that past stuff, use those pictures or even past seasons if it's a if it's a property that you've been hunting. But you got to be actively seeing what's going on at that point in time. And I think it really comes down to that. You just got to be more in tune. You can't leave a lot of things up to chance and just hop down to the property and hunt. You got to be more aggressive. Um, that actually brings up a good point. So um, you preach aggressive hunting all the time. The aggressiveness comes out when the time gets limited. So typically, early on, everybody's you know you know gun ho to be aggressive and and you know really get in there. But I find myself getting as the season gets on, and then all of a sudden now time, like you said, you don't have time on your side. You start to have to move harder be more aggressive uh scout more make more moves um and sometimes that can come back to bite you also though. late season or you mean just, well, just being too that aggressive uh, well like on that there's that time of year that uh you're on a deer you're working them you're figuring them out it gets to that point of the season where you can't figure that deer out anymore and we i talked well, about this many times where he doesn't even know where he's going to be but, tomorrow but that's where wouldn't it that's where the benefit comes to, like you said, you're right on the cusp of that. You know that November's right around the corner. 
you only got one day left. Like maybe I wouldn't have normally snuck in and got tight on this deer, but I have to because I yeah, you're trying to day. capitalize on it before it busts loose. So when it busts loose, now your game plan would be to get in a good area you know that deer just moved through and make sure that where you're set up, if he does come through there, he's getting killed. Yeah, and, you, and yeah, it's, it's just going to be shit luck if he does that t- day it, on yeah, that spot. And, at uh, that, so that's a good point. So at at that pivotal point of the season when the when the bucks bust loose you can kind of throw your observation stuff out of the window uh, you know to an extent to an extent because you you know you want to be able to see what's going on but you want to be able to kill them because a lot of that time they're ping-ponging you know or they're pinballing around and they might it's not really a pattern for them you know so i can think of a i can think of a time here's a here's a story um so that time of year Getting down to a piece of property, it's the middle of November, I never know what to do, so I'm always just, I'm getting down there, I'm going to get in a good spot, and um, now, I, in, in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, well, I got to make moves, right? I don't have five days to sit a hedgerow and wait for a good one to come in, so I remember watching this buck, I was, I was set up, you know, maybe 50, 60 yards in from a hedgerow in a thicker you know, timbered area, a bunch of lit up scrapes there that I had found that were fresh. I figured a buck had a doe pinned down in there and was just ripping everything up and not never really moving through there. But he had he had found himself in this area because that doe was bedded down and he was just waiting her out. And because so he was just tearing the whole place up because it was just shredded. So I'm so I, so I set myself up right in the middle of all this this um, shredded timber and um you know maybe probably uh i found this in the morning in the dark going in and i'm just seeing all this 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 stuff and so i set up right at about sun sun up i see with the binos through out onto the hedgerow um i see a tank of a buck just running straight down the hedgerow immediately without even thinking i get down and I bust over there. The sun's just coming up. I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna get over on that hedgerow, and I'm going to kill this sucker. He's going to, you know, or I'm going to kill the next buck that comes running down that hedgerow. Because I, yeah. I wasn't. So I literally get down, bust over there. Ten minutes, I'm down the tree, up the neck, across the field, running, high speed. Get up the tree, get set up, get my bow, and I'm just 20 minutes later, I can see through the timber in that spot I was just set up in, that same buck is trashing that whole area. Mm-hmm. So he... And I'm just like, God, you know, so then I'm, then I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, all right, you know, and, um, so then I'm waiting and he disappears about 30 minutes later. I see another buck come through that same area from the other direction, starts, you know, hitting all those scrapes, whatever moves through. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Bust down, get back over to the spot I originally was at. And guess what happens? <laughs> you know, uh, not the same buck, but a different buck comes ripping down that hedgerow. There was, there was a hot doe in this corner and it had the the woods on fire and I was Mr. Aggressive moving around. Um, you know, this could be a, anyway, it could have worked in your favor. Well, it could have, you know, but this day ended with the big one breeding a doe, probably 25 yards away from me and me never even getting a shot at it. But I guess with that being said, that time of year, Maybe I was being too aggressive, like you, like you know, like you mentioned uh, just a, a, a moment ago. Like, get yourself in a good spot to where you can get a deer killed if it comes in there, 
and spend a little bit more time in the tree. Yeah, that's my my biggest downfall is uh, I would have to say the best time on this farm is between 9.30 and 10.30, and I'm usually never there. Early October and all that, you know, so. But anyhow, um, no, yeah, sometimes you're limited. Uh, uh, and don't think um, you're alone in that. Man, there's just thousands of us uh, weekend warriors that were out there all in the same same situation you were in. But we learned a lot over the years from it, you know. You learn to read it. You learn to, you almost learn to be where the deer are going to be next. You, you can anticipate as the season goes on what how things move and you're you're a step ahead of them instead of a step behind that probably takes some years of years of hunting yeah well hopefully this gives you a few pointers on how to capitalize on your limited time this next season um because this has got to do a time right so one minute in the bush literally hunting right is better than uh two minutes out anticipating or <laughs> wait i don't know wait a, a bird in hand is worth maybe you can grow a set of balls and then instead of taking your family on a week trip this year you could just keep it all yourself and hunt there you have and there you have it thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time
anything you want to put out there? Any updates on uh, any products or anything like that? Or 